0: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's only a kick. Oh, a jump. A block. It's only a serve. <laughs> it's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: Hey, Click This fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join Click This TV. Click This TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash & Friends watch-along show. Head to clickthistv.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet.
1: The following podcast contains mature
0: language and adult discussions.
2: my back out here. I got this new thing, this
3: gimmick called. Um... So I'm looking at my phone. I never sent you that. I found it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> when you said I found, I, I didn't realize I didn't send it to him. Just looking at, I'm just looking. I was like, oh, that's probably what he meant there because I. So I, I actually just did send it to you, so you knew I. Uh... Okay.
2: It's probably, it's the same thing I found. How is your back? Do you you when
3: my my lower back?
2: Yeah, like I had to get this thing that's on the screen there. That's it it arcs your back and uh that's an actual picture of me with my tits. Um but uh it's supposed to put the curvature back like into your spine which I guess we lose over time from being. No, large what happens
3: mammals. is I, that's a work. Okay. It's your, ab- it's your, it's your abdominals.
2: My non existent yeah. ab- abdominals. So yes. you're saying if you so strengthen those?
3: If you st- Yeah, because you're, so what happens is if your abdominals are absolutely weak, then everything goes into the. It's like, it's like a tension bridge. So everything goes to your lumbar.
2: So like lower back pain or or sciatic uh, pain, sciatic nerve pain, if I did crunches or or uh, just st- by strengthening my core, would that be the right word?
3: Yeah, you need to – I mean, that's, that would be part of it, but that at the same time, since you've already taken your, your normal posture and put it into that scrunch, you probably already compressed discs. That's why you've got that sciatica –
2: I find it's it's worse when I when I sleep. Sometimes walking around, I get it. But uh, I I was I was gonna ask you now when you work out <clears throat> and you do back, are you also doing
3: like crunches and and uh, and the I, side? I do. I mean, I train abdominals completely different, like a different. I I, I never like I have a. a a couple of pieces of abdominal equipment in my house. And it's like tonight I've got a, an ab bench in my garage. I'll do a couple hundred reps when I get home because I've, I've noticed after this show sitting in this chair this long, it's, and then going like coming in the house, sitting down and watching TV is brutal. Right. And I'm not in the mood to get on the elliptical or anything like that, so just like just do abs. I can do it right there in my garage. It takes me ten minutes to do a couple hundred reps right so,
2: see i my the my abdominal gets a good workout through digestion, like it is constantly working to process the food that I'm eating but uh, but muscularly not not no. so much so So maybe that's what uh, needs to happen. I'm not saying it's going to. I saw an interesting. I saw a really interesting thing
3: about um, Stephen Curry Mm -hmm. and how his training. uh, The guys that train him, they like your diaphragm is a muscle, Mm -hmm. and by putting sandbags, like increasing the weight of sandbags and putting it on your diaphragm and doing these different diaphragm breathing. Uh, it it increases your uh, ability to. I mean, for it just it just completely uh, makes you a kind of superhuman uh, uh, against a normal person that gets tired. You know, so if for stamina, seen, you mean for stamina? Yeah, I mean, you never see Curry grab his his knees and bend over, and he's in constant movement. Like occasionally you will, but I mean, he's, you know, it, it, it just, it, it's just that conditioning of like, do you know what a, a vacuum is? Like you you suck your, you know, like you try to pull your stomach to your tailbone.
2: No, this is an exercise you're talking about, not, yeah. not my home like appliance. It's like, no,
3: assume. it's a vacuum. So, so, so you, I, for me to do it, I, one, I have to, Go I have to bend over a little bit, but then I just, I suck my, my abdominal muscles. I suck them, like, inward. So you're pulling, like, your your abs in.
2: So you bend over and suck. And that's not called the Sandusky. That's called no, the vacuum.
3: the vacuum. Okay. You just you can look it up. But the thing is, is if you can vacuum, and then you just, when you're driving, if you can vacuum to a song, like, hold your vacuum for a whole song, then you just do those little tiny, just mundane things to just stay just cognizant of, of 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 just not letting your body go to shit so so well you see you've uncovered my plan
2: um my, so the diaphragm though like my wife teaches uh singing so uh she's always teaching her students about strengthening the diaphragm feeling the diaphragm when you're singing retaining air modifying what, what you're talking about so like pavarotti right probably has like a wicked had a wicked diaphragm, yet so so are we to believe that his stamina? I mean, he was nine thousand pounds, but his stamina uh, for singing or for performing
3: was a, yeah was, was elevated un- was yeah um, because of
2: that. I mean, you couldn't beat him in a. I mean, he couldn't beat you in a race, but maybe on could
3: last. But unstated. he could probably sing a, like hold a note longer, right? Right.
2: You know. Yes, Sinatra, Dominic, was Sinatra used to do his diaphragm exercises uh, in the pool underwater. He would do laps and see how long he could, I guess that's what you're talking about, retain the air or whatever. Okay. Yeah, start, starting with a little health and wellness today. Yes. And uh, this is the Click This podcast, uh, the Kevin Nash podcast. He's Kevin, I'm Sean. Um, feedback from last week. Did you notice that one of the more popular segments in- Weeks of this show based on fan reaction was our discussion of our steak dinner. Yes, it was it, uh, people uh, enjoyed it very much. Instagram, a wrestling historian says, Kevin's bad restaurant experience had me rolling. Similarly, Nick Morris, the dinner story was priceless. Great to see big Kev legit popping. Uh, Z-P-S-O-4-R-G, steak dinner discussion and insight into his match against Undertaker were my highlights of the show. Always great show, guys. Best part of my Monday workday. My favorite comment, though, was Nate Nizzle, who said, Sean is oblivious to everything. The fact that Sean's wife and Kevin noticed everything that happened at the dinner and Sean didn't is hilarious. That is movie quality comedy, right there. Also, the fact that Sean pronounced Rakim as Rakim let me know that he didn't listen to Rakim. Listen, Eric and I said Rakim, I guess. Rakim. Rakim, Rakim. Tomato, tomato. I had it on my fucking playlist. If you want to listen to it? I was oblivious. I, there was a table next to us for anyone that didn't listen that may have noticed Kevin and were. Planning some kind of interaction like crashing into his chair
3: to get his attention. No, but I mean <coughs> we also didn't bring up the fucking Scooby Doo drink that you had, so
2: my old fashioned?
3: oh the fucking smoked old fashioned that came in a lantern box. It did. <laughs> what the fuck? I see like what
2: smoke you thought he
3: was You're talking about fucking white boy shit? That's about the whitest fucking thing I've ever seen at a table in my life. The fuck out of here, <laughs> Jesus! Fucking yeah, I, I give me a give me an old fashioned, and I want it smoked. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? That motherfucker came over with a like it looked like a lantern box from fucking the 1800s. It was full of smoke, smoke's bellowing out. Out comes this old fashioned. And
2: Withdrew my drink. Exactly. So we can do anything. I,
3: like, I I I, 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 I you know fuck I.
2: I'll, I'll get a 40-ounce of Crazy Horse for you next time. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll talk about Eric B. and Rakim with my 40-ounce.
3: I'll get, I'll get a
2: little uh, fucking uh, sickle cell anemia for you, too. I don't, I don't know what, what I can do to help. David Martinez, Tupac simply had the greatest delivery in the history of rap. Uh, not the lyricist that Eminem was, but his words hit deep with both the urban and suburban areas. He was the first rapper that I can remember resonating with both white and non-white audiences. The good die young, and there is no greater example of that than Tupac. There is no telling the impact he would have on society these days uh, had he lived. That was because you you mentioned that that you, he was your you would have put him on your Mount Rushmore. Was, well, I
3: mean, yeah, he was my favorite, but. I mean if you know, if you, if I had to pick a moment in time when I knew that this was gonna be like it was basically when, when the Chronic came out. When that when that when that vinyl came out, the chronic, it was like wow. Cause I remember me me and Austin listened listened to like it was like listen like that and like this and uh, Steve? Yeah. I would never. Yes. Yeah. I, I I bought, I bought the cassette. We were going up and down the road and we listened to the chronic for like four straight days.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. That's shocking to
3: me. But we also listened to fucking when, when Janet Jackson got like in super hot shape, that's the way love goes. What is that, that whole album? Like we listened to, uh, we listened to that. Like, you know, damn, no, no Merle, no Merle Haggard. No, no, Steve was Steve was a George Strait guy. Steve liked George Strait. One of Steve's favorites was Queen's right, the rock the, band. Yeah. yeah, he like he he really that was yeah that was one that we we listened to that a lot.
2: This interesting aspect of the wrestling business that uh, is worth exploring. The the cassettes in the car. What what do you bring? Yeah. Like and who's in charge? Like, if you're the wheelman, if you're
3: driving, is it your radio? Yeah, usually that it's the driver's the, you know, it's driver's choice.
2: And would you personally, if 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 there were objections to what you were listening to, would you turn it off?
3: I would. I I wouldn't uh, stronghold the fact that I'm going to play this the whole ride, but I might, you know. I might listen to it for 20 minutes but I would also I mean I I knew uh Merle Haggard's ten epic hits I knew every word on every one of those songs because thanks to John, Scott it's just, it's, yeah and Michael's too Oh. and really see and true. then but they got they got broken by Henning. That's right Kurt was a Kurt was a huge Merle uh and then like I guess that whole Minnesota crew, because I know that Rude liked Hank uh, Hank Jr., uh. and then uh, he liked Wayland. It was like Wayland Jennings, like, and then George Jones, and then I remember God being on like European trip a European trip, and I don't know if it was if it was Taker or somebody else like pulled out uh, a DVD that was like early Conway Twitty. That was like, you know.
2: You sure it wasn't Ron Simmons that did that?
3: No, no I don't think no, it was Ron. Oh, okay. But I mean, it was just... It, it, but see, Yoko, Yoke was was, was was straight up, you know, West Coast rap. So, rap, yeah, that's what yeah, i think. And it was like, Yoke, Yoke wouldn't, he wouldn't, didn't give a fuck. If it was a nine-hour bus ride, he was playing what the fuck. He NWA wanted to play. the whole time, yeah. He, he didn't give a shit. He was playing his stuff. You didn't like it, get the fuck off. His all bus. his
2: boys, Rikishi.
3: Same same shit. All uh, right, that, so let that, me go that, through. That was that was the way it went, though. It was like I I, I was I was more than happy to sit on Yolk's bus. So let me go through. So
2: I'll throw out a name you tell me what they would have put in. Waltman would have been, you said, Merle.
3: Waltman? Nah, Sean would go all over the place. Sean Sean was Classic the- Rock. Anywhere, he'd, he'd listen to R&B. He listen to Scott. He was a more like, but later, like once we once we started the NWO running, we listened to a lot of West Coast rap. Helped with the with the attitude
2: a little bit, a little the persona that you were adopting.
3: Yeah, I mean, because yeah, they weren't they 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 you know they just weren't. They weren't pushing any any black uh, wrestlers, so like we ended up having to be the you know you were the blackest I, thing on the roster. We had to represent. <laughs> I mean, no, but you, you knew you you knew that it was the it was the it was you know it was the it was the, the the thing that was down. It was it was the you know the the current thing. It was it was it was the popus of, of 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 the pop culture at that time. And fuck it, man. Right. And I and I enjoyed it, so I didn't have a problem with it. What would surprise me about someone's listening taste?
2: Like, I know people enjoyed when on one of our shows I asked you for a guilty pleasure and you gave me Spandau Ballet. Um, so, what but would I surprise think everybody
3: me? likes? I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't. If that song comes out in their car, they don't it's sing true. it. Yeah. So true. <laughs>
2: But what what would surprise me? Who who, who had a uh, a most eclectic taste? Where like maybe I don't know something like classical might have been put on by no. I, I, Taker I, I, I or I something. never heard
3: I never heard classical opera. No,
2: God, nothing nothing would get me more psyched before a fucking huge match than like the 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 aria
3: from Nessun Dorma. There'd be some like uh, I don't think anybody dislikes Sinatra. I think everybody kind of generally likes Elvis. Um, you know, like, it was always, like, like if you go to, like, Triple H, Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a huge Kiss fan. <laughs> Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, like, he was a, you know, I wouldn't have, when I met him, I was surprised he was a Kiss fan. You know,
2: yeah, I was I was a huge Kiss fan. I could hang with Paul. We could we could talk Kiss because that's what he'd want to do if he ran into me. (laughs) Sit down and talk about the Ace Freely days versus the anyone else days. Um, Okay, Uh, Brody clone says no more. Oh no, no Florida man or Jersey guy. I'm gonna riot. Well, Brody. Don't worry about it, it's back this week okay? oh if you, God if you <laughs> you hit it last week though well, uh, two weeks ago, the last one we did you you got it so Delbert, but, uh,
3: now, now it's almost like it's it's like a cardney game It's kind of like a fifty fifty i'm i'm throwing fucking. you're still
2: uh, well above you're still well above fifty i'm
3: throw I'm throwing uh darts at a fucking balloon. It's Some carny thing with a, with a fan on the side blowing the balloons around. All right, I'm going to give you a Florida guy jersey.
2: Guy drives a car into a Seven Eleven. <laughs> guy drives a car into an Acme. <laughs> Pick it, <laughs> Delbert Prince. I love hearing those basketball stories of the NBA in the 1980s. Basketball was a lot a great of those sport. were 70s when I was talking. They about. were. Yeah, a lot of them were before my time. Yeah. Basketball was a great sport in the 80s and 90s. I'm 48 years old. My favorite basketball player was Patrick Ewing. Now, I don't know why this is, and you can tell me. Uh, I feel like the in my lifetime, I didn't watch Bob Cousy. I didn't fucking watch. I was a little too late for Wilt. Um, but I felt late 80s, early 90s was, in my lifetime, like the golden era for basketball. Just the amount of stars that were on the court at any given time. It was a no-brainer to pick that dream team, the 1992 dream team. Fucking... I mean, yeah. I just feel I can't... I don't watch today. I just, watch I just finals. Think,
3: I, I just think the, the differential between the top guy on the team and the the fifteenth guy or twelfth guy on the team in that era was like night and day, whereas now, man, like fuck. What's your know, it, meaning that back then, you you like your
2: your Greg Kite cup, and your
3: yeah Larry Bird was very yeah distant. you had yeah you 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 got you know you got Jordan you got Jordan playing with Luke Longley. I mean, it's like you oh, know. Cool. Um, nothing, nothing against the big Aussie, but I mean, you know, there is some. I don't
2: know, but uh, I don't know. This, the, was was the, the game wasn't different. Yeah, it was. Was it more? The game maybe was more the, passing, the game, less individualized. No, the game
3: was the the game was absolutely outside in. You, the goal was to get the ball to the fucking center. Where now the the NBA is, like, like I've said this numerous times on the show, if, if somebody would have told me that you would pass the ball into the block and the center would turn around and not shoot the 12-foot bank shot but throw the ball to the opposite corner to where a guy had set up for a three. For a three, right. You know.
2: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was uh, that was my yeah, era too, Delbert. I loved the '80s NBA. Why couldn't was, the Knicks win? Why couldn't the Knicks win one? Was Patrick not a strong enough center?
3: No, John, he was. He was a good player.
2: Those that like '90 90, '91 Knicks team, John Starks, Oakley. I didn't realize Oakley was a. Was he a Bull first, a Chicago Bull? What was he first? I just saw him on an old game. They were playing a. Uh, Like a hardwood classic on the NBA channel. I think he was. Is that in Oakley?
3: I think Oakley was with the Bulls first.
2: Yeah, I never knew that. But it was such a strong New York team. You had Pat Riley as the head coach. Why could they never win the the title? I mean,
3: you know, same. How did Phoenix not win with those? You know, those years that they had those teams. You know, there's just certain, it's almost like certain teams that just fucking are just cursed. Yeah. Like the Buffalo Bills, you know, yeah. Jesus. I mean, that's four super Bowls. Well, yeah. In a row. Yeah. You know, it's like, I watched the thing the other day and it was, uh, the, the curse of the lions and the, the guy was saying that, um, that Bobby Lane was the quarterback and the lions won like the 55 and 56 or 56, 57 NFL championships. And then, um, he went down, they brought in somebody else. I forget who it was. And, um, they went two more years and then he like cursed them. Like, you know, and then they have, they haven't, they've won since then they've won one playoff game. Hmm. Since, like, fucking 60. you Really? They've won yeah. one fucking playoff game. I guess so. Since 1960. And these fucking people are like, you don't know. And it's like, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm like, dude, really? Fucking let me teabag you. You guys fucking, you guys have been to the, we haven't been, I mean, the closest, if you're on the Lions, like the Lions today, and I'm not saying preseason means anything. But Jacksonville fucking drilled them like 24-7 today. Like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, but again, you're right. Preseason yeah. means nothing. You know what? I tell you, um, do you watch Hard Knocks? It's On the HBO? Jets this year, right? It's yeah. The Jets.
2: I have watched. I haven't watched this seasons, but I've watched the show
3: before. So never liked Aaron Rodgers. Okay. F- from the simple fact of he's a fucking Packer. And I'm a Lions fan wow, right. and he's yeah. fucking, t- he, he just, you know, it's like he, he kills you, you know? So you hate him. And, uh, I, 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 have been watching, it's only two episodes in right now. And, um, God, what he brings to a team is just, it's just unbelievable. As far as leadership. Uh... Uh, every, yeah. And like every just everything. Like they're playing the Buccaneers tonight in preseason. I know he won't play, mm-hmm. but I, I I expect the Jets to have a good good season, ten wins. Wow. They'll they'll love that.
2: Is the is is um? I guess Detroit hasn't, of course, had the success of of teams in some of these other cities that are really impassioned. Like we talk to Dom about Pittsburgh all the time and. You're a Steeler fan if you're in Pittsburgh, right? I don't know how Dom became a Jets fan, but for the most part, there are cities that are so strongly identified with their sports team, like Boston is huge. Is Detroit like that with the Lions specifically? I'm not talking about the Red Wings, or, but with the Lions, is it if you're from Detroit, you're a Lions fan? Or could there be some Chicago Bears fans in there from? Oh no, no,
3: I don't think anybody would be in the same area. With, yeah, in the same like, or know, division. Back when, yeah, back when it was the Central. Back when it was the Black and Blue, when it was Detroit, Green Bay, Chicago, and Minnesota. Right. You know, back when it was that era, I mean you 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 were just a you're a Lions fan, and um, but. You know, when you become, when you have a team that never's in the playoffs, you seem to, you know, you seemingly find another team that you start right. to pull for. That's my point. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm, I because Brady was a fucking University of Michigan guy, you know, I I start I became a Patriots fan. Oh. So, lo and behold, you know, you you feel like a homer because they start winning. And do they become, like, the team to beat? Mm. But then I found myself still rooting for them last year when they were you know, they weren't very, very good.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So... did well with betting with Detroit last year. Hopefully that can... Yeah, the Lions, the Lions... Are, I, I still think their secondary is going to hurt them. Um, but... Did they see, do anything in the off season? I didn't pay attention. Yeah, to here and there. I mean, they, they I don't think anything, uh, like earth, earth shaking.
0: Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties.
2: David 2619 says, I didn't expect my comment to actually be read on air, but I was 100% wrong. I apologize to Mr. Nash and Mr. Oliver, both. Mr. Nash, you're one of my favorite wrestlers growing up and definitely my favorite podcast host. Again, I'm sorry. This was the guy that wrote Our Chemistry Was Fading. Posted this week an apology, which we accept.
3: So he, 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 he met it. But since it got red. But we
2: called him out. It, it's the it, guy it, it, when it you stand up. Like he's saying shit to you across the bar. <laughs> then then you stand up and you're 6'10". And he goes, I'm real sorry. I yeah. didn't mean any of that. shit. No, I threw that the, shock the glass, guy I
3: behind, had... The guy behind
2: you. A... <laughs> that little guy you sit with at the table here is a real asshole. <clears throat> well, David, we are glad you saw the light uh, one way or the other.
3: Well, it was kind of hard after the dinner thing. It's just like, uh, what, what? they had dinner together, their their wives, and it was on Instagram, and what? Guess I missed that one.
2: I have to redeem our steak dinner Uh, soon.
3: You know what? I enjoyed
2: my steak just fine. I just want to say to everybody that's listening to the Nash commentary about how he had, quote, to the young lady who was near tears at the table. The worst dining experience. Oh, she was nowhere near. Life. That bitch
3: couldn't have fucking. Wor- she she wouldn't have shed a tear. The fucking killed her mom with an axe in front of her. Fucking battle at battle battle hardened fucking bitch. Worst experience of my life. The dining experience of my life. Here, I said this is the worst here dining here, the experience yeah, I've here. had here. I've, I've no, had I've right. had plenty of horrible dining experiences. It's fucking time. I'm I'm in yeah. fucking China, and we go. They take us to the steakhouse. They fucking bring out the steaks, and it's fucking. I mean, it makes flank taste like fillet. You know, you're eating horse. What's like. the
2: one in Japan that all the boys go to? Um
3: Oh, fucking! Re, re, uh, it starts with an R, doesn't it? Oh uh, yeah, fuck. Ribera, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. you've been there, I assume. That's when you become one of the boys. When you get your first Ribera fucking jacket, mine was the blue with the red trim. Oh, you get that? You get a jacket from? Oh, no, you get a jacket the, oh. from Ribera. Yeah, and the, the worst one is the brown, the brown and yellow one. That's the one that fucking. There was, I think it was TNA that 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 we did it. Like all the guys came one one day. And, um, like I guess fanny packs on Zuba's like everybody dressed like old school wrestlers guys had fucking like their Ribera jackets on. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I the Brown
2: and that, why would they make a Brown and yellow anything? It's like a pair of dirty underwear. It's
3: horrendous. <sighs> You'd have to eat one of their fucking, I, I'm telling you right now. The Ribera steak quality is about fucking on par with Waffle House. Is that true? Yeah, it's a rotten steak. So what?
2: Well, what's the what's
0: the draw?
3: It's it's because usually it just became the, a thing. Usually you, you only go because a sponsor takes you. So you got to be kind of like you know you got to be higher in the card.
2: Do you get a handy at the table? Like what's the? Fucking sweet, take her. You take her with the. air. He's got the black and red. That's pre, that's pretty
3: nice. Yeah, uh, that, and that's a newer version. That's you know, the one I had didn't have. They the, the, just had the collar and the uh, and the cuff. That was like they had like the, the yeah the Adidas bit, yeah stripe. that was a little yeah that was a little bit nicer nice.
2: Uh, Kev, you should go pick up what um the what was the number one audio book. In wrestling on Amazon this week taught as God, just go pick that up let me let me tell you the story. let me tell you so you don't have to read it. you travel a lot Just should go get that debut the book debuted number one in the category and then just this week with the release of the audiobook once again. so please go get it you maybe I'll get, maybe you, I'll send you one for free yeah I'll you can get
3: not send me one fuck.
2: I'm still waiting for the codes. They're supposed to get the audio
4: codes. Hey, this is the National Treasure, Nick Aldis, and I am recommending that you go to
3: savewithconrad.com for all your home buying needs. Not only would I recommend Save with Conrad to friends and co-workers, I have many times already. If I know that
4: they're house hunting, my first recommendation to them always is get in touch with Conrad. His team are the real deal, and they will... They will be straight up with you and, and do everything they can to, to get you in the house.
0: NMLS, number 65084, Equal Housing landed. Woo! At Conrad.com.
2: You know, Cash Wheeler got arrested from uh, the uh, FTR taking Dax's partner.
3: Oh, yeah, I saw that.
2: Was the, uh was the news item of, of yesterday in, in Florida. Florida, man. Um, allegedly brandished a weapon. So the charge was uh, ag assault, right? Ag assault with a weapon. Um, Daniel Wheeler, one count of aggravated assault with a firearm booked in circuit court. I watched the the arraignment where the uh, prosecution... Acknowledged that he'd never been in trouble before. A road rage incident, apparently. I don't know. I don't. If this is true, if this happened again, not there. Well, I, I read. There. I read
3: the specifics, and it's like to the person that's that's filing this, the the charge, the plaintiff is basically saying that he, you know was erratically going in and out of lanes. And, you know, he went to pass, you know, went to pass him and this guy got over right, but then he went and passed him on the shoulder right. And it goes, it just continues this, you know, where he, I, I, he made the, was able to ID what the person looked like. And then the fact that he brandished a, a, a black uh, pistol. And this is over the course of, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, I'm driving my car. Somebody comes up next to me, goes around me, and goes and passes me on the shoulder. Well, I don't know where the fuck this idiot's from, this this pressing charges, but my brain says, I'm going to slow down as much as I possibly can and not get rear-ended. Until this person gets going. So the only way that you could be going tit for tat and knowing what was happening is that you are also in road rage. Speeding after him and chasing him or or something. And the only reason that you finally stopped your pursuit of your road rage was he brandished a pistol. Mm -hmm. Supposedly. Right. So if that doesn't tell you that this other fucking person's a piece of shit, and he just got out duelled, you know, because to me, I would just, I would, I would back off, take a fucking, take a video of that fucking vehicle, and that'd be the end of it. I just said video him.
2: I drove for 14 hours from Florida last week and had my share of people that I would have liked to follow and brandish a bazooka at for their behavior on the road. But to do so would have required me to put myself, whoever's in the car with me, it wasn't Dax right. Harwood in my car but um and everyone else in double the danger because I'd now be driving like a, like a douchebag, right? So, yeah. So maybe it's that. Maybe he was driving like an asshole. He was followed, and I mean, the the gun. To, I mean, I guess he had the gun when they stopped. I don't. I don't know how they would prove or disprove the weapon was they Maybe it was in the car when they pulled him over. I don't know. <sighs> did they? they did didn't they give pull, the details. Did, did in
3: they the, pull him over?
2: I don't. know. I didn't have the details in in in, in the news stories. They're very. The charges are printed, but no details. Uh, just you know, what I've, was announced I've, I've, at the I haven't
3: spent a ton of time with him, but mm-hmm. I, I did. Like, when we were in Manchester, I spent a couple hours a day with him, you know, just sitting down at a table and talking. Seemed like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, not some fucking maniac. So, right. you know, it, it seems to me, you know, I can't say that I haven't um, – The other day, I was I was driving home from the gym, and I just usually I go the back roads, but they've got some construction coming over International Bridge, so I said, "Yeah, fuck it, man. I'm just I'll just go up International, and and take a right on Atlantic." So in front of me is like a fucking '88 Bonneville, fucking windows down, look Beverly Hillbillies in the car. We get up to the fucking the gimmick, and the lights red. But at the same time that the lights red, the people that you're looking directly at are taking the left hand turn with because the arrows. So you 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 basically can go. Come to complete stop and go, and I just tap my horn. Not just tap it like we, we can go. We can stop and go here. So finally, the person, I don't know if, it, you know, put down their fucking meth bowl or whatever the fuck they were doing. But there was, it was a female driving and there was some some skeezer in the fucking front seat. So they, they you know, make the, the turn and they get instead of, you know, now we, we get the, the green arrow to, to, to take the right, the green light. So they they've kind of they make the turn, but they slow down and they get over to the left-hand lane. You know, so I'm going to, of course, you know, I'm going to pass them in the it, on on the right. And the guy's like, by the time I'm pulling up to him, he's halfway out of his car. Really? But <clears throat> the new car I have isn't. It's got like basic tent. Doesn't have limo tent. And I'm in the car with the tank top on, and I'm just coming back from the gym. And I think the guy fucking like looked in that car and saw, like, oh, fuck, that's a big old fucking dude. And, back in? Well, yeah, see, but, but as I drove by, I just fucking I just looked over at him. I just felt like this. Like, peace, dude. Like, because, I mean, I but if 10 years ago, the minute he would have been out, would have been out of that fucking window. I'd have had my window down before I ever got over there.
2: You and Sullivan would have been online at the exactly. cheese steak joint. Yeah,
3: I mean, it would have been a different. But nowadays, man, especially knowing everybody down here has probably got a gun, it's like, no man. He's like, dude, I? Like, I told my wife, my she's you gonna fucking, you gonna leave me a fucking window? You, you got Why do you have to fucking do that? Said. If you don't, I said, because number one, everybody's like, nobody pays attention to anything. And I'm not in that big of a hurry, but I do want you to just like, it's just common sense. You can turn fucking right because you've got a a, a wall of cars blocking like anything that could come through that way. Mm -hmm. Sure. Just common sense. And it's just like. My my problem is not using common sense. My problem is you're not hindering me, and I didn't fucking speed by them. I fucking set my cruise at thirty seven like I always do going up the beach road, and fucking that's it. Like God bless you. You can fucking scream at me all you want. I'm glad you both had a fucking stroke over it. Bottom line is, you're still driving an '88 Bonneville.
2: They were late to the dinner at their dinner at Hyde Park. Their I'd family large, had a large table. No, they were table. going the wrong way.
3: they were going. fucking north. I don't know, and I also or don't snout.
2: believe for a minute that your wife said you're going to fucking leave me a widow. I don't think uh, such language no. comes out of the mouth of a proper Southern belle. No, she like doesn't. Like your lovely wife. No, she doesn't. She's not much of a A cursor. A cursor. Um, You know what might make someone move someone to to an expletive? The 14th Amendment Mm. um, of the United States Constitution, which talks about um, uh, one's fitness for office, um, came across this paper that was published this week. Actually, the 14th, 126 pages. We're not going to read all that, but I'll give you the, uh, the highlights. Uh, I want to credit uh, Michael Stokes Paulson of the University of St. Thomas School of Law, as well as William Baud, from University of Chicago Law School, were the two professors responsible for this. Um, conservative law professors who put forth a 126-page thesis and argument that the 14th Amendment forbids Donald Trump from running for office. What did you think when you first came across this?
3: My buddy Dave uh, Driscoll sent it to me, and I read it, and I'm just like, why isn't this getting like any coverage? Like, how is this – how am I getting – like, how does – you know, and he said, have you seen this? And I said, you know, I, I read it. And then I went ahead and looked around to see if I could see it someplace else. And there were some some places, some outlets that had it, but, mm-hmm. you know, nobody was really running with it. And, you know, the thing is, it's like, I guess it would have to go to the Supreme. Like somebody, you couldn't just... It's not like so arbitrarily uh, you know that, that you could use it that you would i mean you'd have to this would have to go to the Supreme Court
2: in but, order... but what what uh I was educated you, you heard the Fourteenth Amendment thrown around when right. when uh the the bullshit first started uh with the, that guy that sat in the White House for four years um and you don't know. Operationally,
3: how this works. So it's it's, it's, the 14th, but it's the third amendment of the 14th. It's
2: the third third and fourth section, right? I think three section three and four. I
3: have it here. I'm going to quote 14th Amendment, third and fourth section. That's what it is.
2: But what I didn't know was that Congress is not even involved in Mm -hmm. the decision. I would have assumed that all this bullshit would have to go through fucking Washington and all that, but it's not. And also. Well, all right. So what are we talking We're talking about uh, the clause that says that if a, a former office hold, the 14th Amendment forbids holding office by a former office holder who uh, participates in any insurrection or rebellion against the country or the, or the Constitution, okay? Now, there's a, a, a wide range of interpretation for that. But the thing that was interesting was uh, you do not have to have—and I want to quote exactly here. Um, it says— it includes the rules against bill, bill of attainder or ex post facto laws, the due process clause, and even free speech principles of the First Amendment. Fourth, Section 3 covers a broad range of conduct against the authority of the constitutional order, including many instances of indirect participation or support as aid or comfort. So you do not have to be standing in front of the Capitol, throwing a Molotov cocktail or plunging a, 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 a no, you could basically, basically you can be, support basically support of that
3: you be sitting you could be sitting in the in, in the in the wing of the White House watching it, watching it on fucking Fox for fucking five hours
2: right so um so this was eye opening to me because it laid out the scope of the Fourteenth Amendment and actually what getting caught up in that, what that dragnet would entail. And um, they conclude, here it says, it covers a broad range of former offices, including the presidency, and in particular, it disqualifies former President Donald Trump and potentially many others because of their participation in the attempted overthrow of the 2020 presidential election. Interesting if this gets any traction. Well, DeSantis, you're up. Grab the bat, kid
3: yeah jesus <laughs> um Not that things would be better but uh did did you happen to see i was god i'm i'm going to say this and this <clears throat> so this is this is going to this, this this here let me just throw some some fuel for our for our, uh gop listeners so I'm I'm, I'm watching. Is is it seems like they're going to uh, make the fourth indictment on uh, on Trump, and it's you know it's nine o'clock, and they're like, no, eh, it's not going to happen. But they just they keep saying, you know, they keep you know, and they bring you know Rachel Maddow's on, so she's you know she's, I'm thinking, well, okay, they're going to paying her overtime. And oh, like, and
2: she must have been happy to sit and wait. Uh, to- could you hear but, the vibrator? Could you hear it going but, wild? But Rachel,
3: Rachel Rachel Maddow without knowing that this was going to go down on this day supposedly had Hillary Clinton as her fucking as her guest and so she's
2: there in studio she, she, while she,
3: they file the papers yes. in court at 9 and this Hillary Clinton <clears throat> Was like I think it was an AI because if this Hillary Clinton would have been around, when when it, 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 like obviously this is the this isn't is the one that, that decided not to go into Ohio and Michigan, but she was she was talking about Biden, and she was saying how you know everybody will 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 say you know Bidenomics is is not working. Look yeah. at Guys, this, this, this is, dude.
2: The double, the double pong dildo gets pulled out. Oh, I mean, Uh, it's scissoring happens.
3: Anybody gets a chance to watch that, but she, she, I mean, she's really, I don't understand why she can make the point or make the points that nobody else can in the democratic fucking side. It's just like the, you know, the Fox news is uh, the Bidenomics is fucking horrendous. Yet we went from 8.5 to 3.2 in inflation. Um, job numbers are f- f- you know 50-year high. The f- unemployment's at a 50-year high. It's like there's so many things that this infrastructure bill is is is, is it's, it's coming to fruition now, where there's actual shovels hitting dirt and mm-hmm. fucking jobs are being you know and 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 shit's getting done and but we can't we can't, we can't find a person in, in there's a no
2: megaphone blasting the message and
3: no it's like fucking they they, they, they the the, uh, the democratic party's fucking thought pattern is we should put this on like maybe maybe run an ad maybe De- on spanish am radio <laughs> it's like what the fuck man
2: democrats have long needed the
3: Teeth balls? of
2: the GO- the teeth balls? and balls of the GOP, but the class of the Democratic Party, um, and yeah, I, I I find yeah this this nice guy routine it's just it it gets tired and uh, but this is it, the thing misses that, the mark. There are Democrats yeah. that are pissed too, and you have to speak
3: to that passion. So, one of the things that Rachel Maddow brought up on that show that night. Was the case of like in nineteen forty forty two something like that, the governor of Georgia put a, gave a spot on his on his uh, squad to like the Grand Wizard of the, oh, the KKK. Okay. Yeah, he also would send his driver to the different prisons and was basically selling pardons to the highest bidder. And when this all came uh, to fruition, they said, "You know, we, we can't have this happen again. So what we're going to do is we're going to put in the uh, the Constitution of Georgia that the governor will never have pardon uh, the ability to pardon anyone in the state of you know in the state of Georgia." And that's to this day. So no matter what happens in this case. With the the racketeering case in Georgia at, at the state level, if Trump becomes president, he still can't he can't pardon himself from a state level, and then whoever's in uh, the governorship in Georgia cannot pardon him either.
2: New York Times article outlines exactly what you're saying, um, and it was 1938. I guess where that was uh, curtailed because of uh, Georgia Governor Ed Rivers' um, cash for pardons scandal in the '30s. If you guys want to look
3: it up, yeah, I I mean I didn't know the specifics. I just knew that what what Madoff said, I wasn't. It just when I, because to me it was one of those situations where I was sitting there Mm. and I just said when when they you know they're going to indict you know 18 19 people you know i'm thinking oh fuck. you know like okay yeah next but then i when i realized like trump couldn't get out of this and then i also realized like they're gonna they're gonna make him go to fulton county to the to the processing to the jail and they're gonna i mean they're gonna they're gonna process him yeah i mean so being charged just like if you were Dealing dope and I don't. Same shit. I don't think people realize that when you're indicted, that means you're being you're you're arrested. Mm -hmm. So he talks shit to the to the different judges. His 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 legal team talks shit to the different judges. He is on parole for every one of these charges, and it's like they can they can. T- take him off parole and and incarcerate him for any of these violations
0: the
2: judge and, in washington yeah. explicitly said discussion in public about the charges or the case will be considered jury tampering so when they've had enough they could pull they could revoke bail and pull him right back so and it's then, foolish it's foolish for his attorneys
3: and and they're sitting. And then the, the the his attorneys are trying to get shit pushed back to twenty twenty six. Yeah, well, it's not going to. So, what do you think he's going to be to till twenty six? I guarantee it's really hard to fucking run the the, the, the White House from fucking jail. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like that was like the you uh, know that this is being well. The, the, the day this airs mm-hmm. will be Monday. Monday. And That was supposed to be where he was going to have his big press conference and was going to tell everybody, you know, what Oh, why the case is a sham. Yeah, yeah. and and all of a sudden, it was just like, uh, no, we're not. Right. And we're going to do the Tucker Carlson Wednesday instead of the debate. And you and I both talked earlier today and said, that ain't going to fucking happen. I doubt it. Because downside, he's going to yeah. fucking, he, he can't open his mouth and not fucking stick his foot in it. Right. And, right. His, and his fucking, his attorneys know that. And I think deep down inside, Donald knows that. It's like, come on, Don. Like,
2: But I think he's such a megalomaniac and so delusional that he can't, he wouldn't be able to help himself. They got to gag him. His attorneys have to gag themselves. Just get
3: busy preparing their big defense. What did he? he went. He, what didn't he go up like another four points on Desantis after this? It, it, it point? doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like
2: Jason or Freddie just keeps coming back. It yeah, doesn't matter. Insane. We blow his fucking head off. He's still coming.
3: No, it's just it, it's.
2: He's not even close. Isn't Ron like sixteen percent of uh, not of the popular of, of his party of of uh, of uh, he's sixteen percent and
3: fucking the other cat's eleven percent. A Rums, then, uh, yeah well, i, I think it. trump's 53 now maybe of uh yeah 54 54 50 17 yeah of uh the one that i saw um the actual poll is the the fucking uh how about pence how i about mean pence. what the fuck man
2: i was happy byron scott uh is running uh always <laughs> a big fan of his defense
3: uh, yeah God, look the, at that look look at that fucking ramswami yeah and uh what I would do is I would give I would give uh, the uh the portion that the uh, Russians have took uh t- taken of uh the ukraine and uh the the deal would be that you keep that and then you don't uh get into any kind of a Arms deal with the with Chinese. China,
2: guys. right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That, well, that'll work. That's realistic.
3: Yeah. That, yeah that, can we get that in Crayon? Good God. Talking about a guy that's fucking done nothing geopolitical in his life. Like, dude, shut the fuck up.
2: Learn more at marines.com. Hey, you know what I was happy to see on TV again? Rob Van Dam. Yeah. In AEW.
3: I saw a great, I don't know if it was an Instagram or YouTube, or whatever. And he was cutting a promo about just, he was talking about, you know, just kind of a life thing. And then it was, it was like a here that slowly panned out. He was in the Van Dam but he was in the full splits on the blocks and just, uh, remember the last time I, I worked a show with him as they, they, we did that. Uh, it was in, uh, Doha and Qatar. And it was like, not a very good card, but he was in the main event and it was just like, he was still a star. And the same thing was he worked at, uh, we worked at a, a shot in Glasgow together. And, um, like he he still has it, mm, yeah. You know, yeah. He was I saw I saw a- i way. saw a funny thing the other day. I, I was flipping through something, and it's, I think it was I think I, I know it was a, him and Dom were, were Dom were talking, and it might have been about I don't know if it, it was it was a tape with Dom and him from the, from uh, Rob's show, but he was saying how like a lot of guys like. Didn't, wouldn't want to work with him because he was so stiff. You know, like, how do you think... I think the, the, the question was, how do you think you, would, you know, would have done against Brett or, you know, would Brett wanted to work with you? And he goes, well, I don't know, I'm kind of a cement mixer. He was always stiff, but, like, I don't know. It, it was...
2: Well, stiff, you see... I'm not a worker, so I'm going to ask you. I've been swimming around these terms for 20 years with you guys. Stiff um, and
3: it does not imply that someone would hurt you, right? Mm-mm. I, I okay. Stiff and snug are the same. Right. I would rather fucking work with somebody that's snug than I would with somebody that's too light. Yeah, I can see it, that. It's, you know, it's...
2: But stiff carries an implication, I think, that it's someone who will break your fucking nose because they'll, like, stand handsome without his glasses, <laughs> bust your fucking jaw because he oh, can't see. I, I think that's
3: dangerous.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, so I think stiff has has uh, gotten a connotation of, of being dangerous.
3: Yeah. No, like, Mabel was dangerous. He wasn't stiff. Right, because his 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 work was 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 light, but he was just dangerous. And right, he was, once he got blown up and he fucking be landed on it, fucking it was just, you know, right. I don't care. I don't care how fucking light you fucking roll a piano into somebody. It's
2: just yeah. You know, what do you think he listened to in the car? I seem like he's an Al Green type, maybe. Classic soul.
3: I think Motley Crue.
2: I'm thinking not. (laughs) Well, listen, guys, if you I'm wondering how long Rob plans to be in AEW and what the what the long term plan is. So I'm going to ask him. And you know what I'm going to ask him? I'm going to ask him on if you're watching this on Monday, a week from tomorrow, Tuesday, the 29th of August. On Nash and Friends, RVD is our next guest. So 8 p.m. Tuesday, August 29th. So you guys can ask him, too. If you're a subscriber to ClickThisTV, clickthistv.com, um, and you're in our club, our 11 Soft Club, come on. Join us on the Zoom. Ask Rob anything you would like. And I can't wait to hear Kev and Rob talk about old times again and um, –
3: we gotta bring up the Bradshaw thing. What's that? Everybody's
2: oh, friends. on on our show when yeah, like, his Zen up. was being disturbed but, by a yeah, loud it, Texan.
3: Yeah, just like fucking fuck up my Zen, man. He's, he's the best. Rob's the best. Oh, he's <sighs> he's Rob, man. So he's join my, us. He's my, he's my Battle Creek boy.
2: And and uh, for someone not with a medical degree at all had the most cannabis information before it listen right now they're decriminalizing and medical before it was a thing. Rob was on the forefront.
3: Oh, Rob Rob was never going to get parkinsons.
2: And uh, <laughs> and there are you shoots to prove it. That Rob was on the forefront of advocating for marijuana. Anyway, join us uh Tuesday the twenty ninth for that. The next Nash and
3: Friday. I think that I think the, I think the other the only other person in in our business that probably knows as much about um cannabis would be Val Venus.
2: Val's another one. You're right. Val yeah. was another very early advocate. Yep.
3: Yeah, he was very, very very up on the cataby. Kid's
2: kids kid's pretty damn good. Kid's pretty good and and flexed his rolling ability on uh on you shoot, of course. Listen, you know what I'm up on? I'm up on the blue chew, baby. This mm. week's stiff one of the week is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about it, guys. Sayix. That's what I'm talking about, all right. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go with the drop of a hat? Remember that? Maybe it was your twenties, maybe it was your teens, maybe it was last week before the piano fell on your cervical vertebrae. Listen, you can be ready to go again thanks to our friends at BlueChew.com. What are they? They're the delivery service. They're the delivery service for the goods. The goods that are going to get you rocking and rolling with the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Pop them, discreetly chew them like a mint at the table, and then when dinner's done and you're back in the boudoir, you're going to be ready to rock and roll. Take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. Be ready when the opportunity arises. Go and sign up at BlueChew.com. It's this easy. I don't know why every fucking guy hasn't done this yet. BlueChew.com. You're going to do consultation with a licensed medical provider online. Then you get approved. Then you get the prescription within days. It's all done online, guys. It's all done online. It's discreet. No visits to a doctor's office, awkward conversations. No waiting at the pharmacy. Your package arrives, and then your package arrives. Okay? We want you to have better sex, and uh, you're going to discover your options at bluechew.com. Just chew it and do it, and we've always got something special for you guys here. Try it free when you use the promo code NASH. At checkout, just pay $5 for shipping. BlueChew.com, promo code NASH. Get your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the Stiff One of the Week. For this week's Stiff One, Kevin, we're going to go to a friend of yours, um, Joey Diaz, who I guess back in the day was a guest on Alex Jones's radio show, before the charges. And I guess this was terrestrial radio, and you're not supposed to use bad language, which I don't think Joey's capable of curtailing himself uh, in doing. But um, this, is an ama- <laughs> this is an amazing discussion between, and I think, uh, what's his name, uh, seated beside him here? Uh, Rogan was making a guest spot here, too, with Joey. And uh, Joey can't help but, but be Joey. On, and it's great to watch Alex Jones try to try to get control of the situation with the language. Go ahead, let's watch a little Joey Diaz. I can never get enough Joey Diaz
4: so I had it in a and I it under my left nut. This is him smuggling. This is This is out of control. No, this is not a, you're out of order. Little S's out of order. This whole no fucking joint's out of order. He is worse. Yeah. Hold on, he is worse, than, Bravo. Than That's right. Bravo. Much worse than Don't Bravo. bring yeah. I love him, but don't bring this I, monster I, in here. Like like not it's not like, not a, it's like it's like a crazy So your viewers know. I don't want, okay. <laughs> we're looking for the truth on this show. This is about the truth. I, I, got, I got there and I had baggy clothes on, and I had <laughs> a belt on. And they said, because you have baggy clothes on, they didn't know I lost three right. pounds. They said, we're going to put you through the x ray machine. I'm standing there sweating bullets. With this baggy under my fucking leg. Oh, that's leg. enough. Stop, <laughs> left nut's bigger than the right nut because I'm a righty star. People don't know that. I thought I had cancer for a couple right. weeks. You know, the opposite hand is it's always like shaking on the, the controller. Listen right. to me. So I'm standing up, <laughs> put my legs open, put this weed stinking. You're it's like Roddy Danger. Listen, stop, Roddy fucking Roddy. I had this weed that was stinking up a storm, not to mention my balls. I'm sweating now because I'm going to go to jail because I, I got it clear. And he shook my hand. I'm like, my taxpayers are hard at work. You know, no, I know. i, okay. I Go fuck yourself. You come. Hold on, hold on one you second. Can. Take a jump. Take a shuttle. <laughs> Joey Diaz. Facebook, Twitter. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big dicks in your ass. So. Oh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I get out here. You're <laughs> a <fuck. What laughs> you I'm not. the ump, pal. Liar. This <laughs> stay black. A, stay black, cause that's the most important. Thing uh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, Joe. Joe's <laughs> well, show's over. Why are we even talking? Check yourself before you. write
2: yourself. He <laughs> tells Alex Jones. <laughs> He Tells Alex Jones stay black. Was he was he a a cyclone
3: on the set, or was he just chill? Oh, he was chill. Joey was cool. Yeah, he was chill man. Was
2: he was he what kind of shape was he in back then? He's very big. Oh, okay, he was gigantic.
3: Oh, he was okay.
2: Oh yeah. I don't know if this was in a. I didn't know if the film was done in a, in a svelte. I haven't seen it in a svelte period for him.
3: Honestly. No, he, he, it was it was hot in Santa Fe. Oh, you were telling. We were talking
2: over dinner about. For anyone, even with a minute amount of knowledge of how production works, imagine shooting. A football game as part of a film. Hmm. The angles, you need. You need a. a You need an audience, right? You need a stadium full of people. So, and they're not going to fill, of course, the entire stadium. They're just, wherever the camera is, right, they're going to have the audience behind, kind of like what AEW does today. But imagine having to, now you're doing a turnaround, the other team scores, or you're you're filming behind the defense instead of uh, from the offense's perspective. Don't you have to move that section of audience to the other side of the
0: stadium?
3: Yes. It's insane. And all the gear. Right, like of course. all The, yeah. all the, like, all the, the dollies
2: and all that, yeah. Everything.
3: Sure. It, it was, the, the process was, I mean, they, 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 they were very, they had, um, for that longest yard, they, they brought NFL films to use a lot of the, 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 the wire cameras and a lot of the things that they covered, they covered with, with what they do in the NFL. Which allowed them to shoot, because there was there was not really drone, yeah, you know, there was no drone camera work at that time.
2: So they were using NFL Films cameras to shoot the action. Yeah.
3: because so they're experienced
2: they're, in covering the game.
3: Yeah, get the they, right and angles, and there. they and they had they had uh, as technical advisors NFL film guys. Excellent. So.
2: But my God, how long did just the, the field stuff take? I'm not I, talking I, about like I, the discussion on the sidelines, like on the field.
3: I swear it was like 60 days of filming just the game.
2: One location, uh, the same stadium yeah. used
3: yeah. Concordia Junior College or community college. It was uh, was like Manhattan Beach, uh, Compton, right at that, like right in that area. And
2: what, what temperature are we talking about?
3: Oh this is this was in l a we shot the we shot the prison shit and all the like the the guards getting ready and the and you know before the big game, we shot all that in Santa Fe. It was like fucking ninety. But what and about then,
2: for for when you're you're padded
3: up? That was the it was it was it was probably like you know we're right there we, we were close to the ocean. But I was—I mean, I'm pretty sure it was high 80s.
2: What percentage of the game has to be by stuntmen?
3: Well, all—all all, all of our doubles were, um, like football players, like you know, that played football. So like, the, they were basically stunt guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but like Goldberg did all of his own tackling. Oh. Romanowski did all of his own tackling. You know. Me and like, Austin would you were have like your... <laughs> <laughs> I remember I... <laughs> the guy was they had Steve running through this like thing with a ball. You know, he ran through like three or four fucking times. And it was like like a machine type thing where, you know, he had to run through it and a bunch of things banged off of him. (laughs) We got done with that. We are sitting over there together and we looked at each other and I said, Steve, these motherfuckers know how fucked up we are? Like, and they didn't. Like, I went went the first day they had uh, two days. So I went that morning and they fucking had us in pads and hitting fucking sleds and doing all this shit. And then I came back and we had lunch, and I came back and fucking. They said I went and sat in the bleachers. The guy came over and fucking cut a promo on me. You know what, what the fuck? I said, "Hey man, I'm an actor. I ain't a fucking football player." I said, "So I'm wait, here. it
2: wasn't for a scene? They they what did they? they, they, they like- it was
3: like Band of Brothers. Like we were gonna fucking you know we're gonna have two days for 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 a week and learn the plays and for you know." solidify ourselves as a team fuck you i'll be in my trailer
2: i'm surprised that past sags muster i mean what do you what do you have to do if you're in it's a like there?
3: it's like anything else in life you know the, 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 everybody will always try to fucking get a little bit extra
2: right yeah so you got to be got to be aware of it
3: yeah i'm just gonna say no
2: Time for Florida Man, Jersey Guy. Kevin's favorite segment, your favorite segment, everyone's favorite segment. Um, uh, Two headlines, one an actual story involving a Florida man, one an actual story involving Jersey Guy. All right, first headline. Naked Man Humps Tree and Punches Deputy. Naked Man Humps Tree and Punches Deputy. I pull these headlines direct. No editorializing here. And the second one is prosecutors say man fantasized about roasting children in barbecue sauce and eating them. Naked man humps tree and punches deputy. Prosecutors say man says he fantasized.
3: I'm going to say the first one was Florida and second one was New Jersey. You're absolutely correct. You know why? Because deputy. Oh. Um, which means sheriff's department and the sheriff's departments run fucking Florida. Well done. Anybody, you can eat, you can want to eat barbecue, eat, eat a barbecue kid anywhere, and any
2: you can barbecue two year olds in any and state in the union, any
3: state, preferably fucking Idaho. But
2: the Fourteenth Amendment might preclude you from running for office again, but you could do it. Absolutely correct. So the first story. Let's check out this guy. Humping the tree and uh, punching the deputy. This uh, face that you'll be seeing in a moment belongs to Alonzo Sanchez. Uh, He was found by deputies uh, and seen hugging and hip thrusting a tree, completely naked and uh, allegedly high at the time. I don't even think you have to do the allegedly. um, uh, When deputies attempted to arrest Sanchez, he punched one of them in the face. So a brief struggle. He was then apprehended and taken to Lee Acres Regional Hospital, where he faces a slew of charges. And then uh, going to Jersey uh, for a future candidate, probably um, Robert Mucha, 56, charged with two counts of possessing child porn. And federal prosecutors detailed what they said was the man's fantasy of basting a two-year-old in barbecue sauce, roasting him, and then eating him like a Thanksgiving turkey. Mucha of Newton, New Jersey, uh, also charged with luring a 15-year-old boy into his apartment, uh, arrested in July. He makes uh, Sandusky look like Santa Claus. Well done, Kev. Yay. Yay. Back,
3: back on my winning ways.
2: Yeah. This was a layup for you. You didn't even, it wasn't even like, you didn't even hesitate. No. And I didn't even go to, you know where my mind went? I thought I could swerve you a little because barbecue sauce is a little bit of a Southern thing. Um, But, uh, but you know, a naked man humps a tree and punches deputy, irrespective of the word deputy. That's a very Florida man thing to do. He'd be right up there. He'd be a great fucking tag team with the guy that was fucking the dog and breaking the nativity scene while he was doing it. I think so. Or the dude that beat off while he took on 15 cops.
3: That's, I mean, there's, that guy's, that's all world. I mean, that's the free birds right there, the fucking three of them.
2: Listen, if you're going to, if you're going to partake in such activities where you're going to be naked humping a tree, uh, in full view of the public, you probably want to be groomed correctly for that. Ooh. And that's when Manscaped uh, can be your friend. Um, listen, we are entering fall soon. So, attention, fantasy football fanatics, as draft season approaches, don't neglect the most important draft pick of all your game balls. We all know how injuries can ruin a season. So, let Manscaped take care of that Reggie Bush of yours with their skin safe technology. This should guarantee you have a smooth ride into the playoffs. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with their Performance Package 4.0, and it's time for you to do the same. Join the 9 million men, 9 million worldwide who trust Manscaped with their grooming, okay? And get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code CLICK k-l-i-q and of course i've been telling you guys for months you know about that performance package 4.0 you get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer the crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner keep it in your bag a little spritz you never know when you gotta you gotta freshen up um i love the boxer briefs too they got a great travel bag Slotted at quarterback this season, we have the Lawnmower 4.0. Everybody, this spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, and even your a gap. The fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, uh, thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. All right, the Lawnmower 4.0 has 4,000k LED spotlight, brighter than Bryce Young's future in the end zone. The price, perf- the performance package 4.0 includes the weed whacker ultimate flex. Watch it run through ear and nose hairs like Aaron Donald runs through your favorite quarterback. Okay, guys? Don't forget the crop preserver bowl deodorant too. Huge. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CLICK, kliq at manscaped.com That's 20% off and free shipping with the code KLIQ click at manscaped.com It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get a grip on your pig skin this season with Manscaped. Um, the the big news this week, there was a lot of news this week, but um, something broke this week that you mentioned to me more than a week ago, which was Triple H not, not being um, on the board for uh, TKO Group, uh, leading to speculation as to why that might be and what it means for A, the company, but more specifically for Paul uh, going forward. I think this is something he wanted because Vince is back now, and you think he's just like, you know what? Uh... I'm getting the exit plan together, so I would not
3: be offended at all if I'm not on the board. And the times when we talk, it's like, I just know that he wants the, this, um, he wants the merger just to be done. You know, I think that's the, his number one thing. Like, let's just get this fucking thing over with. But he doesn't, <clears throat> it's not like he's sick of anything or he, that, that he brings up anything like, well, if they do this, this and this, he never, it's never an ultimative. It's just, he does his job. Like I, 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 I told him the other, other night after SummerSlam, I just sent him a text that I enjoyed the SummerSlam. He said, thanks. <clears throat> but I, I, I just, I don't know, you know, his, his, his his oldest, his oldest daughter is getting, uh, getting ready to to start her senior year and she's going to be going off to school. And I think I know that Stephanie's been, you know, she's always been a great mom. I mean, I remember when, when they made the towns in a bus and Aurora was the top drawer pulled out and that was where Aurora's, uh little like Crib was in their uh in their in their trailer. So I mean they've you know but I, I think that the pandemic and everything else, I think that, you know Stephanie got got away from it and and they you know, they especially, you know, they, they get away up at the lake and life gets you know, you take a breath like that's, I think that's one of the biggest things that happens when you get uh, in the business and you get involved with it, especially at the... I, I can't believe at that level, but I would think that I was I was that was fairly involved for you know several years at WCW to the point where I was in creative uh, meetings, and that that's that extra layer of 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 stress and and workload. And you just you you just fall into that wrestling bubble, yeah. You, know? you and really you don't...
2: finally step off and you feel what real yeah. life feels like,
3: and you. Re- I mean, it's like whoa, fuck. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know what the, to to me the like when you're in that wrestling bubble, it's like being in that Fox News bubble. It's that same thing where you're just it, everything is c- coming at you from this one source, and then when you step off and you go, "Oh, fuck, really?"
2: And then you multiply because you, you you're you're on the treadmill as a performer, right? So you're on camera and you've got to handle all your own shit, matches, your character, your promos, all that stuff. Now you're in creative capacity. So in addition to that, you're responsible for the show or parts of the show which means you're also responsible for other talent who are coming to you with questions, requests, whatever. Now go to that next level where you're Paul and you've got production that you've got to handle too. Then there's like, like was he responsible corporate-wise for anything like any decisions they were making about branding of the company or... What networks they were talking to?
3: I mean, I know that that was kind of Steph's thing. Steph was it was, it was 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 more involved in the branding, but I think that so many times they they, they did those things together. Uh, you know, the whole setup for WrestleMania. You know the design and everything else is but, but you know like all like all that i mean it's everything is run through creative right you Which know cool. so
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't imagine that many layers of of the job not i can't either putting me in the hospital well, i mean he was in the hospital, um just the. <sighs> Just the stress
3: level and oh, who fucking and man. you know and I the thing is, fucking... he has you know he has no vices, right? You know, which is probably a godsend.
2: Well, I was gonna say you couldn't if you were compromising your mind in, in any way, <laughs> yeah, fucking do that six nights a week. Good goal, it's, it's seven.
3: There's no, there's never a day off. Yeah,
2: yeah, sure yeah amazing but so i wonder though that the timing right so so one goes okay so flashback vince leaves retires was the word um paul takes over all of creative and everything i saw even like the cheat writers which are Force uh, they force themselves to be critical, right? So, and you know, maybe go counter to what the popular opinion might be. Everybody that I read was was supportive of everything Triple H was doing. They were putting over the product at that time that it was getting better. Um, the uh, talking about the direction of the company and some talent that were underused, not used correctly, would now be given that shot. Everything was optimistic. Flowers were blooming again in the fields. Oh, yeah. And then somehow, through an unlocked door, Vince returns. And has his hand all over the TV shows from early on. If what we read is true, I'm not there, but based on what we read, Vince's hand is all over the shows. And now it would probably make sense if I were Paul and I get all this together and I'm marching the troops in one direction and people are being diverted, messing up what I did. I wouldn't want to fucking sit there either. Be second-guessed? Have my shit changed at the last fucking minute? If this is in fact what's happening, especially talk about the the life you talked uh, talked about before, finally going up, sitting on vacation for a little while, and going, you know what? I don't have to fucking deal with this anymore. I would say, take me off the fucking board. Don't even put me on. Don't even
4: ask
3: me.
2: Yeah, I mean,
3: you know, that's just me. To me, you know, if. If head of creative gets paid the same as head of creative plus being on the board, I'll take the, I'll take out of creative. I mean, I mean I'll take I mean, one job instead of two. Yeah, I, 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 I don't need, I don't need another, I don't need another line on my, on my business card.
2: But, but, but seeing as the, as the board is responsible for the direction of any company, someone who's the head of creative, right. it's, it's a creative industry, we're not, we're not making tampons. Right. Um, should have a say in the direction of the entire vessel. One would think.
3: Not when the board is not just in charge of WWE. But WWE is
2: going to be half of their uh, half of their product now, probably from a revenue standpoint.
3: I know, but I'm just saying, not every spot is a WWE spot. So there, you know, you've got other people that are taking. Board spots that are Endeavor people. Mm-hmm. So why would you? Because that's what they do. Those those people are. That's what you know. Their their job is with Endeavors is, is to be a part of. it. So why would you add something on to the hardest job, which is creative? Why would you add a, a, another fucking layer if you don't have to?
2: Mm. I don't know. I want some saying where the. Where the I just, go. I
3: mean, I I just don't see fucking Paul selling it. It's like, it's, it, it's, it's just, I'm sure that, you know, I, I, I haven't pried into it because it's none of my fucking business.
2: What about if Vince and him? Do, do, do you know them to always have had a good working relationship? Of course, they did father-in-law and all that, but working relationship.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've always they've always uh, what, when you see them together, it's it doesn't it doesn't it feels very unforced. It feel, it feels like they you know. So,
2: well, you were with Vince first for the early run, then the two thousand two when uh, he came back and. Over that arc of time, had Vince's uh, style or his his manner, his the way he ran things, did it change over time, or was Vince in two thousand two the same Vince you knew in
3: nineteen ninety four? Same. <clears throat> same. It, it was always. I just think one of the things with Vince is that he's such a perfectionist that you know if he was getting a nine point nine every week he'd want the ten. Like he's just that. That's fine.
2: Yeah, and so you have to be that if
3: you're a captain of your industry, right? And I mean, there's McMahon the you know Elon Elon when I when I met Vince McMahon he was probably worth I don't know fifty seventy million dollars pennies. <clears throat> yeah and 25 million i don't know i mean but he's, so when did when did they go public what year was that um after i left maybe three 97 97 oh 90, 99 i'm getting on 99 i'm right, yeah. look it up
2: so you weren't there for that for the transition to 99 okay so you weren't there for the right 99
3: you would have been in wcw for the transition or sitting or sitting on my couch
2: Correct. All right. This high spot of the show is brought to you by our guy, Mickey Ray Sinatra, and his Get Blitzed Lit Aid. Kev, you were just putting this over to me just a few minutes ago. (laughs) You were like, I'm out. I'm out. I need more. We're going to take care of you with that. Don't you worry about it.
3: You know what, man? I I was just saying, though, that that my medical card runs out to 26. All this... But they, you know, they, at least I, I have my backup with my, my, my nano. And the thing is, too, it's just like I get tired. Like, I don't want to drink wine. So I like when I, I, I get on a diet, but you get tired of drinking fucking like this shit. If I drink, I drink so much of this fucking colostrum and all these different things that it's just like, fuck, I can't. I, and I drink pre workout and all this other shit. And it's like it's so nice to have that nano-infused THC in a diet Sprite.
2: And that's what he's talking about, the nano-infused Delta-9 THC sippin' syrup. Legal, guys, legal all over the goddamn country, all right? Those of you that have tried the Delta-9 and syrup know that this is some super potent stuff. It's like THC but on steroids. It's a syrup. You mix it right into any beverage like a tea or a diet soda. Kevin likes the diet Sprite, I know um and just as little as a teaspoon okay fast onset too fast onset this isn't like the edibles this is 5 to 15 minutes of that nano infused it means it goes right to your bloodstream bypassing the breakdown of the liver so it works like alcohol and it is a tolerance killer there's no this is not some gas station delta 8 bullshit okay this is the real deal THC delta 9 and you can only get it from my dudes at get blitz okay so, you know what? If you're in Maryland, you can go to the uh, Stay Lit Smoke Shop. Okay. But for the rest of us who need the shipping, it's legal. Get Blitzed will ship to all 50 states without a med card as long as you're over 21. Okay. Right now, you could save 15% by entering the code CLICK at checkout. Do it. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, tweet it. Let us know uh, how it's working for you. Okay. Use the code K L I Q at checkout. Uh, go to get blitzed. Oh, you yeah. know, hold on a minute. Get blitzed.com. Sorry, it's right on your screen there. Get blitzed.com. Okay. And use that code, click K L I Q. All right. Delta 9 THC Sip and Syrup. Get you 15% off. And let us know what it feels like to get blitzed, courtesy of click this. Thank you. Very good product. I think we should do. We should do a show. We should do one special get blitzed show where we all, all do the nano infused teaspoon at the starting bell and see see what we're like. Uh, two hours in, it'll be the most chill. Maybe when Joey Diaz finally comes on to the uh, Nash and Friends,
3: we'll he'll drink it. a bottle of it. He would. Oh, he
2: would take those fucking stars at death. Like 100 fucking milligrams of THC or whatever. I don't know how he did it. I've seen people pass out on a show, when they try to uh, keep up with that. Okay, so breaking news coming in now. Well, I don't know. Spoilers. Spoilers. A match was just announced on Collision. We're taping this on a Saturday.
3: Obviously, I mean, something had to happen with the uh, choke out at the main event of the last collision with Samoa Joe reaching over the railing. Choking out CM Punk.
2: Yeah, I think everyone saw this coming. So, not probably not really a spoiler.
4: All right. Ask Nash. Hashtag Ask
2: Nash is how you can join us for this part here. Do you have something you'd like, uh, Kevin or myself, to answer? Um, this is how we do it. You can just hashtag Ask Nash or join us at ClickThisTV.com. You'll be a part of our live audience who's here with us watching live. You'll see their questions, too. And you get to participate in the uh, Nash and Friends, which will be Rob and Dam this month. Okay. Linus Knight is our first question. He says, Hey, yo, if LA Knight was in the business in 1994, would he be clickish? Clickish, I guess, meaning worthy of being in the click?
3: I don't know the dude. Right? Like I said, it comes I, down
2: to personality, right? It's, it's mostly.
3: Yeah. yeah you're talking about. Three hundred and twenty days on the road, fucking. I mean, I, and none of this bullshit. I mean, it's two fifty a night minimum driving. You're with It's people. You, you got to be able to tolerate their shit twenty four seven. So, so no way to really know. No.
2: Uh, at this point, Mark Millam, Mick Foley tells the story of the rib you pulled on him. When he thought he was meeting Hulk Hogan, but ended up meeting Lou Ferrigno, who played the Hulk. Wonderful story. Any memories of this or similar ribs? What was the what was the setup for this?
3: Where were you when you told him he was meeting the Hulk? News to you? No, I mean I I, I, uh, I remember it. I just don't remember the specific. I'm, I'm always fucking around.
2: <laughs> Whether it's withholding a tip from a staff <laughs> or putting a dollar in its place or introducing a uh, McFoley to Lou Frigno instead of Hogan. But what, what, what was a rib that you were a part of or subjected to that you would give props to as well, well executed, not a nasty one. Like, you know, some of these fucking guys. And-
3: I, I think my, I always think the psychological rib, you know, Like we would, like Scott would always do this one, and and you could get a lot of guys with it, but Scott would always do it. He'd talk to you for like 25, 30 minutes on the phone and then go, Oh, fuck, did you hear what Vince said? And then fucking hang up the phone. (laughs) And then he'd be like, Did we get cut off? And then he would never pick up the phone. And it was just like, Wow, excellent. That's great.
2: JP what's good fellas I've been getting back into working out partly due to the motivation Kev gives my question is how long should I uh how long should a good bicep workout last my traps and shoulders are naturally big but my arms take longer to grow any advice
3: your arms take longer to grow because you're probably not training them, right? You're probably tra- over-training them. They're, they're a very small muscle. They get stimulus. Uh, triceps get stimulus on any kind of pushing exercise, any kind of a pulling back exercise. You're going to get stimulus. So what you need to do is... I, I think you, it's, you know... I mean, you tell people... I, there's, there's two rules... Either like I, I remember watching, uh, I trained with Scott Steiner. My arms were always kind of a, a shit body part. And I trained with Scotty, and Scotty does superset high volume supersets on his arms, and I I adapted that. So it's it's basically, but I I trained arms yesterday, and I was in and out of the gym in thirty seven minutes. So it's it's quick. But there's no rest. that's specifically rest. just biceps. Biceps and tries. Okay. So you do, like, I'll start off, I'll do a set of uh, tricep press downs, go right over and do a set of uh, cable uh, curls. And then do maybe three or four sets back and forth, and then go to a uh, some kind of a tricep. Uh, like a, I, there's a weighted... Like an, it's a it's close grip. You sit in it and you push you push down that you can lock, and you can get your uh you can get your chest out of it and and engage your triceps as a push, and then I do that with uh, an incline uh, bicep, and then I usually finish with either sp- like a okay like Jay Cutler does a like a one hand across his body uh tricep extension. and then uh, I do that with either a spider curl or like some kind of concentration curl.
2: I was just thinking about picking up a pizza like across the body, doing like a curl, like a full extension. Yep. Like, to the mouth across the body.
3: So, to so then I, and I, I lately though, like the last two or three years i've I've taken the concentration curls out, and I just I had um, hammer curls what's a hammer the, curl just this the hold the the weights oh. this way so when you when you when you do it it hits the the the, the brachialis it it's this muscle there interesting
2: all right well so that's jp hopefully that helps you with your uh with your next arm workout what about from the live audience i know we always have people here with questions eager eager beavers mr epic have you ever brought up the fact when someone tries to say you're the lowest drawing champion of all time? That in actuality, it's Drew McIntyre who didn't draw a single dime.
3: Well, I mean, it goes. It goes. Eddie Guerrero was was, was was. There was a lot of people that were below me. I just really don't give a fuck. The royalty checks are still pretty good. Uh, no, it's like. Like I said the other day, and of all those uh, champions that outdrew me, how many of them have a fucking doll that of, of themselves that's an actual another Hall of Fame wrestler that's playing your part?
2: When they say outdraw, are we still using the the, the antiquated method of like
3: fans at main events or like like? Because well, people he was,
2: come to see a what,
0: card. What
3: too. Drew was Drew was the champion during the the when there was no crowds during the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, so I mean, it's oh yeah, you couldn't draw, I guess. But, yeah, you couldn't draw.
2: You know, do you factor
3: in buy rates, TV? How do you even fucking measure?
2: It's impossible.
3: You know, all I know is I was the worst. I, I was I was the worst when I left. I was the worst fucking. Uh, Full house there looks like a full house. He looks great
2: there. He's a good guy. He's a guy that always that I always t- talk to, like when I saw on the indie circuit when he was doing like a Ring of Honor. Well, was it Ring of Honor or Revolve at the time? Maybe Evolve. When I was working with Gabe uh, on a series and I'd go to some of the shows and I'd see him backstage, he was always great, always took time to –
3: He's always, it's always talk, been a great guy. Just a
2: really nice guy. And you know the thing I was amazed at, spending any time in a wrestling locker room? The the stench, the aroma of a fucking wrestling I mean, an, an indie locker room, I guess, I haven't been to a is absolutely crippling.
3: Nine out of ten of those are fucking some armory in New York. Right. There's no showers.
2: No. No, you know? and the one, space is one, always one, tight.
3: One pisser. You know, it's just... it's it's. Most of the guys are out for the weekend. You catch them on Sunday. They've had the same gear on for two and a half oh, days. Oh, it's
2: fucking horrendous. Yeah, it's brutal.
3: Unbelievable.
2: And they're all standing there, like, fucking, you know, people
3: coming in and they're,
2: just, they're like, they? fuck, I, I had a gas
3: mask on. It was There's these crazy. three fucking Oriel dudes that work out in my gym. That like fuck, man. Like, and I know a lot of it's... I just don't like the smell of garlic. I am sure their their diets high in garlic. Mm, comes man, out when, they, when they when they oh yeah. fuck when they when those three bust a fucking bust a sweat, and a lot of times is I am like either they've got fucking the same, they've got a lot of pairs of the same gear, or they're not changing their gear. So then I I found out that their pattern is they're they're about, about three o'clock. So uh, if, I'm not, if I'm not in and out before 3 o'clock, because it'll funk up that gym. Wow. Yeah. Garlic,
2: right? They probably oh. smell like fucking San Martino's taint.
3: Oh, it's just fucking just brutality.
2: Uh, something else from the audience. James Bedford, uh, Big Kev, how did the mask versus hair match with Ray come about? I feel it's interesting seeing as he basically went back to the mask right after WCW ended. Ray with the mask just works. Mask versus hair.
3: No Was idea. it yours?
2: Who, who's uh I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. How is Ray to work? Great. Yeah. Anyone from the audience? Something else, something else, something else. David, Kevin on Thunder, when the blood came down and missed you by a good three feet, what was going through your mind in that moment and how hard was it not to laugh or sigh right on the spot?
3: I think I said to myself, God, I'm so glad I'm getting guaranteed money. (laughs) Mm. You missed your sissy spacek moment. They they missed me twice. Yeah, it's fucking brutal.
2: Um. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Look, it's kept just looking at it. Like, what the fuck? Great, still yeah. that's tremendous.
3: <clears throat> Maybe a T-shirt there. We'll yeah, that out. Her first period.
2: <laughs> uh, Fernum uh says, "Have you ever seen Guns N' Roses in concert? Saw them on the 11th in Hershey." in the stadium next to the old <laughs> arena. Great performance still. I pointed at the arena and said, that's where I saw Andre when I was five. My girlfriend didn't care.
3: Not her thing. He just saw Guns N' Roses. The, the...
2: This this incarnation of
3: Guns N' Roses, I guess, yeah. God, Axel un, uh, is unlistenable.
2: Oh, God, what was that thing where he played that ballad? It was a <sighs> funeral. What, what, who was it? Was it a funeral?
3: yeah oh there's yeah. something that's
2: just unlistenable maybe in the in the context of the Guns no, my, Roses. No, my music. son my no. son
3: saw him in Hong Kong and said it oh, was brutal yeah um the, the, David Lee Roth is the same it's fucking just unbelievable how bad
2: yeah, he never had the greatest pipes, but he could kinda swagger his way through the song with talking but well i
3: mean yeah. he he could hit those you know. The the yelps and the howls and yeah. stuff like that, yeah.
2: You know that building, that Hershey Park Arena. Do you, you work that? Yeah. Was it a decent building? It's literally in the park. It's it's right. Yeah, I mean, the...
3: like I've I've always said it was great for me because that's where Chamberlain scored a hundred points. Oh, that's right. You did say that, didn't you? Yeah. We had a pay per view there. That's where uh, Triple H and Hog had that uh, pig pig farmer pig match and the fucking shit with the hogs and stuff. That was some time in the business, wasn't it? Uh, fucking paul got cut on the, uh, his back and they got infected. He still got fucking three oh. like...
2: What, three, from the dirt? From the pig shit?
3: Uh, whatever the oh. fuck. Oh man. my god. I just know that frankly, my, my buddy is, is visibly scarred from that match to this day.
2: Uh, the m- Moments where it makes you Wish that that uh, German basketball career might have worked out for you.
3: Fuck, man. Uh, or I would have been. I would have been smart enough to go. You know, man. If you fucking just stick, stick with this. Just play basketball, but just go get go get a pre med degree. So you can go to med. Then you can be a grad assistant and go to medical school, and I can, you know, do some surgeries. Fall back on. Cut on, cut on, cut on these fucking, cut on all the idiots like me. I'm fucking going right now. I'm hunting for a, probably a neck surgeon. What are you going to have to have it fused? I don't know. It's, it's getting. It just keeps. <clears throat> I talked to the people from uh, BioAccelerator, and she's saying, "Give it some more time." It's just been a couple months, and I'm like, and I think about it, and I'm just like, yeah, it's my shoulders have gotten like way better. Like, night and day, my shoulders, it's just, my neck is just, I've got uh, a C2 and a C5 that are just not good. Is it the actual bone, or is no, it the
2: disc. The, the, the disc, right, in between the... Yeah. Uh... Now, that was the most recent trip, right, was to address the neck. The shoulders were last year? No,
3: I, no, I did I did my shoulders again. Oh, you did the shoulders again. Okay. I do. I do my shoulders. I do my shoulders and my neck all three times.
2: The, the neck's just not taking to it like the shoulders did, for whatever It it it, it
3: did. It's just that, it, uh, you know I, I, I still lift heavy. I think I. You know, it's just hard to not fucking. You know, when you are pressing your head on bench presses and shit. Just, mm-hmm. I just think it's just.
2: Why don't you try that back thing I got. Just do it with your neck. Lay it on your neck and lay down. To I, got so,
3: I got so I got so many fucking. Diff- I got so many gimmicks in my house that <clears throat> none of that shit works.
2: Instagram, a wrestling historian. Dear Sean, how long did it take you to write your books, Kayfabe, Father's Blood, The Business of Kayfabe, and Todd Is God? Thanks in advance. Uh, Kayfabe, the first book was that was fast. It was about six months to actually write. You know, then there's editing and all that other stuff. Father's Blood was a little longer because that was interviews with uh, workers. Uh, the Business of Kayfabe, I'd written a lot of that years ago when I was running Kayfabe commentaries and I was just writing kind of the business lessons so that someday if it manifested into a book or something, a course. So I had a lot of that written and then I just framed it with. Cool stories that illustrated those business lessons Throughout the Kfab commentaries. And Todd is God uh, We recorded for about nine months A few times a week Three, four hours per session um, Got about 60 hours of recording Which I then uh, wrote as a story Chronological into the book um, Then there was the editing and stuff And so about a year to a year and a half with that one. And uh, that was that. Audience, let's get a few more. Let's wrap up with our live audience. Always got to give deference to the people who took the time to be here and join Click This TV. Humberto Ramos. Hey, Kev. Ask a rap fan, did you ever listen to or have you heard of D12? Eminem's homies, all from Detroit. RIP proof. You know them. Okay. D12 Kev and Umberto give their shout out and Jen. This Wednesday is my birthday. For an early gift, can I get dining Kev? It would be it will be 52 trips around the sun for me. Uh, for an early gift can I get dining Kev? Well, you mean you want to have dinner with Kev or or <clears throat> another story from dining? Uh, signing maybe get a signing from kev jen to type back in what you mean there i want to be so you're turning 52 it all started going downhill from fucking oh maybe singing oh a happy birthday for jen
3: the uh i don't know the happy birthday to you happy birthday To you, happy birthday, dear Jim. Happy birthday to you.
2: God, that's that cost you a fortune on cameo. This is amazing, Jen. You got to isolate that. What better place to to finish us off, I think? But uh, but singing Kev with happy birthday. Click this is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast E, created by Tristan Ash, Kevin Ash, Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman. Uh, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, and uh, that would
3: be by Butch and Sundance Media.
2: Kev, want to do another in a few days?
3: <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting. We really didn't go too much into the, into the, uh, the indictment shift. There could be some, some fucking wild shit could go down by Wednesday.